Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Hello, everyone. My name is Manpreet and welcome to Through the Noise. Now, a little bit of market volatility starting to reappear. um, And around the team, we've been discussing that it's a good time to go back to the calm framework we introduced in our media outlook. Before we go there, though, um, I wanted to tell you a little bit of historical trivia uh, that I came across, uh, you know, around this phrase. So many of you know that we titled our media outlook, Keep Calm and Carry On. And one listener asked me, you know, what the origin of this now famous phrase was. According to the University of London, Keep Calm and Carry On was one of the three messages created by Britain's wartime propaganda department uh, back in the late 1930s and was chosen for its message of quote-unquote, sober restraint. Now, what I found interesting, though, is that even though almost 2.5 million posters were printed, they were pulped and recycled as early as 1940, which is quite early into World War II, to deal with what was then a paper shortage. Uh, The phrase has only become more recently widely popular after a bookstore discovered a copy of the poster as recently as the year 2000. So, you know, with that sort of uh, interesting sort of piece of trivia in mind, uh, how relevant is calm in today's markets? To discuss that, I'm joined by Rajat, who runs macro strategy at the CIO office. So, welcome, Rajat. Thanks for joining us today. Um, let's take a look at the, uh, you know, start with the broad-based sell-off and risk assets lately. In your view, what's driving it, and how should investors react to it? Hi, Manpreet. Yeah, the, indeed, the ongoing market sell-off is a reminder, actually, of the risks that uh, we have been talking about for a while, confronting investors after equity markets climbed almost vertically this year. Uh, Continued weak sentiment in China, rising U.S. government bond yields, and a rebound in the dollar all came to a head this week. So to answer your question, what's uh, really driving, let's get to it one by one. A month ago, for instance, our investor positioning and sentiment indicators flagged risks in the red-hot U.S. technology sector which has been leading the equity market rally this year. Subsequently, Fitch's downgrade of U.S. debt rating and the U.S. Treasury's guidance of a surge in bond issuance returned focus on the impact of soaring U.S. fiscal deficit on market liquidity. Add to that resilient U.S. data, and we're going to get some more next week with the PMI data coming through, and still hawkish central banks with the the latest being the Fed minutes from the last meeting, which was very hawkish. And we need to see how uh, Fed Chair Powell, uh, you know, what message he delivers at the upcoming Jackson Hole meeting next week. But the stage was set for the 10-year U.S. Treasury yield to retest last year's cycle highs just above 4.3%. Now, Moody's downgrade of some U.S. banks added to that uh, uh, weak sentiment. It's a reminder of the risks in the U.S. regional banking sector, which was first flagged in March due to its exposure to office properties and asset liability mismatches from falling prices of government bond holdings. Against this backdrop, uh, your calm framework that you mentioned uh, uh, is more salient, I think, in the current market uh, turbulence. A, in that calm, is is a letter that is probably uh, very timely uh, in this environment. It stands for allocating broadly. By that, we mean maintaining 
a diversified balanced foundation allocation should and which should help mitigate the volatility during these turbulent times okay uh, thanks rajat uh, maybe if we can now zoom in a little bit to asian equity markets uh, which from a technical standpoint appear to have broken below key support um, does that technical move challenge your more constructive outlook for the regional equity markets yes the uh, current downturn has indeed challenged uh, at least the l in that calm framework that i talked about that l is, stands for lean towards asia now in asia we remain constructive on japan and this week's very strong gdp data for second quarter supports that view however china's sustained weakness is testing a preference for the broader region there were concerns about missed payments by a major property company and then there was the missed payments from a trust company uh, the shadow banking sector so to speak uh, which have all added to the uncertainty investors are looking for more significant and sustained support from policymakers to revive confidence until then i think we need we'll need to see key technical support levels hold before wading back into the market for the hang seng index for instance the big next big support is at uh, 16800 okay uh, well just now turning that on its head a little bit um you know you know that i'm by nature more from an optimist so surely a downturn must be creating some opportunities from an investor's perspective as well sure amrit uh, uh, so uh, the weak seasonality and by that i mean september is seasonally a weak period for equities a weak month for equities uh, so seasonality is weak and technical charts are pointing towards more near term downside further weakness uh, should present as with opportunities for medium to long term investors and this is the c in the calm the, that i talked about the calm framework that i talked about which stands for capitalizing on market opportunities the latest turn in the market mood is a reminder that markets often outrun fundamentals on both directions and to your point i mean if this downturn extends a bit more it creates opportunities on the upside the surge in development a developed market governed bond deals and the consolidation in indian equities are good examples of these extreme uh, cases so in the us 10 year uh, treasury yield for instance is testing its the last year cycle high just above 4.3% offering attractive risk reward odds for investors even if the yield rises to a new cycle high closer to let's say the us trend nominal gdp growth which has typically been the peak for the 10 year yield which is just above 4.5% bond investors will still earn positive 12 month total returns meanwhile investors owning a 10 year bond would gain significantly more if yields fall as growth slows over a 6 to 12 month horizon and we do see uh, us growth uh, slowing uh, almost uh, uh, you know if not a recession at least slowing significantly over that horizon then there's the structural opportunity that we see in india the pullback in indian equities make them uh, attractive for investors structurally un- under allocated to the market uh, indian equities have consistently delivered over the past 20 years and we have an, an, a nice quilt chart uh, table for those who uh, see uh, you know follow our publications you'll see it there 
which, which, which this this twenty this performance, this consistent performance over the last twenty years, is is similar to the ones we see for the U.S. market. So this performance is driven by positive earnings growth potential and high return on equity, even though the market remains relatively exp- expensive and there is a risk of near-term volatility. These factors also make a case to have a higher allocation to India in global structural portfolios than what has been prescribed by the popular benchmarks. Meanwhile, Indian government bonds offer attractive real returns, and by that I mean inflation-adjusted returns with relatively low volatility. Okay, some interesting opportunity there indeed. Uh, maybe if I can just, as a final question, sort of stay with equities. Uh, the U.S. healthcare sector, uh, that's uh, often something we've talked about as part of a barbell strategy. Uh, is that something you see attractive in the current scenario? Yes, it, it, it is attractive. And uh, let me go back again to our CALM framework, where the M stands for managing volatility. We see attractive opportunities in this healthcare sector, due to its defensive qualities. Investors this year have been oscillating between two narratives of no recession and a deep recession, driving potential return of of market volatility. Uh, In this environment of uncertainty, we believe the defensive and high quality healthcare sector, which is reasonably valued, can outperform the broader US market. Healthcare demand, as we know, would remain uh, resilient even in a recession, and this is borne out in historical earnings trends. Healthcare earnings have lower volatility than the boom and bust cycle that we see in the broader US market. Healthcare earnings growth has remained positive even through recessions in the last two decades, unlike the broader market. Negative earnings growth in healthcare was seen only for a brief period recently when the COVID-19 prompted boom in the sector faded. Leaving aside this one-off, one-time effect, we expect the healthcare sector to deliver steady and robust earnings growth through the, this economic cycle. An attractive return on equity of 23% also points to high-quality companies in the sector. Sector valuation is reasonable at running at a discount, almost a 5% discount to the broader market based on the 12-month forward PE ratio. We would combine an overweight in healthcare with the growth sectors of communication services and technology which, which is basically uh, adopting a bubble approach to, to the U.S. market, if you will. Okay. Well, I think that's uh, all we have time for, so maybe we'll bring it to an end there. Uh, thanks, Rajat, for that, that uh, detailed discussion. Um, and if I might, before we end, just highlight my top takeaways uh, from that conversation. I think one thing that jumped out to me really was the discussion on Indian equities, uh, where we'd, of course, you know, consider a multi-year structural allocation, if you don't have one already. Um, second, of course, the discussion on equity sectors uh, with the you know, U.S. healthcare, of course, you know, as one that might stand out in the current context. Um, and third, of course, on bonds, uh, where risk reward you know, uh, does look attractive in our view, given where bond yields are, are today following the surge. So thanks again, listeners, uh, for taking the time to listen in. Uh, keep calm, carry on, and we look forward to speaking with you again next week. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details, visit Market Views on the Go on our website or click the link in the description.